Welcome to Radio Plasma. This session is full of music and our guests are Sodata. Yes. 
Es Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. This is Radio Plasma, and this is a live performance by Saudara here in our Black Box studio in our facilities in New England Media Lab inside Gateway City Arts. I'm Johan Rashivega, and our videographer is Luis Salazar, and I want to welcome Saudara in our sessions here on Radio Plasma. Thank you guys for being here. Welcome. Thank, Thank you so much us. for having us. This is really fun so far. Love this. So you are here because we want to, first of all, enjoy your music and what a great way to do it by listening as an opener, one of your songs, but also to talk about the celebration of what it is your new release, the third, and all the trajectory that you have experienced for, I will say, six years already as, as a project. Yeah, it's been definitely kind of a crazy road. So Andy and I have actually been playing music together for almost seven years um, this summer. Maybe more than that. No, maybe. it'll have been seven this summer. Seven? Okay. <laughs> Feels like forever. Yeah. Um, but yes. kind of, well, we were originally from New York. Uh, we moved up to Massachusetts about four years ago or so and just decided to kind of rebrand as Sodata, um, which is actually just a made-up word. Uh, we couldn't... <laughs> in English, it's a made-up word. It's, in English, it's a made-up word. Um, we just kind of wanted something that reflected... I guess the genreless thing that we have going on here. Well, finally, we had a name that someone couldn't associate with something else by virtue of the fact that we made up the word for the context. So there was like no, so oh, the name like this thing. Yeah, know? and then kind yeah. of through just the music scene, met all these lovely folks who uh, play with us live, and and in the studio a lot of the time too, and. Um, And yeah, the last couple years have really been about working on this album phase. Uh, we started that, I think, in 2017, in the spring. Yeah. Um, started working on the songs, and we actually have kind of a whole recording setup in our home, so we did a lot of that just from home in our yeah. spare time. Yeah, and, and anything that wasn't recorded at home, we still recorded. We just went to studios to do it, but I engineered all of it, and we produced it all together. Yeah, it's it's been cool to see the songs develop in that way because a lot of them were written in the studio. Like yeah. in the past, we've had fully written songs, rehearsed them with the band, went into the studio and recorded them. And then for this one, um, we kind of just developed them as they went along. We recorded demos 
and then slowly started recording the real tracks over the demos. We had the drums recorded about yeah, five like times. Yeah, re- replace a drum track, replace a guitar track. At all one of po- a sudden, you have yeah. a record. At one point, the drums were done, and then like a year later, we were like, hey, Ted, can you come record all the drums again? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so we found a better drum sound in a new studio we were working in. So it's been really fun to kind of have it be nebulous in that way and have it evolve and see um, as we've grown in the last two years and just finding all this new music that we've been inspired by and listening to and having that, the new influences kind of translate into the recordings as they were coming along. So that was really cool. One thing that I appreciate is the combination of different sources of sound and influences as well and utilizing as a keyword something that is so representative of soulful music, but at the same time having this contemporary mix and blending of the most trending influences but with classic sounds and thinking about the name thank you for clarifying on that because at first i thought sorara to the ear sounds like the the portuguese word saudade which yes. is this concept that is so abstract mm-hmm. and so hard to define literally it's it could be something that is nostalgic that is emotive mm-hmm. that is profound. At first I thought maybe it has to do with that. It will be a variation of Saudade. Um, it's so interestingly, a, a very close friend of mine, um, another band I play in, she has that tattooed on her and we were talking about that recently and I just thought it was really cool that this name actually really tied into that whole concept um, so so much. And also a lot of people usually put associations with Dadaism which I don't mind either because I do kind of feel like that reflects ultimately some of what we're doing because, you know, in a sense, we've we've never really fit into a box neatly uh, as people <laughs> or, <laughs> right, we, I mean, in the past, we've always had a lot of trouble finding what we wanted our sound to be. We've always kind of sounded like we're five different bands, and I think that when we started... Um, We had recorded our first album as Sodata in 2016, and I think that was kind of the start of us finding this new uh, direction for our sound to go and why we decided at that time to call ourselves Sodata. It felt right. It felt like it was finally um, we were getting at something. We were getting at the intangible. And, yeah, hearing about that word and the whole concept I made me love it even more. <laughs> creating albums and creating your songs pretty much as you go being a clear example of what being self-starters and the do-it-yourself way of doing things has allowed you to create three albums so far. What do you think it is the evolution that you can hear or you can feel up to now from the first song you did until the newest? Wow. Well, I would actually say we've we've actually, t- between Andy and I, we've made, this is our fifth album, which is pretty surreal. Yeah, this is the third um, one Not is as Sodata. Third is Sodata, fifth in general. Yeah. Um, and I think just thinking back to that very first recording we ever did when we first met, like the second day we met, um, mm-hmm. the recording of Phantom, a song of mine, sometimes it's really cool to listen back and hear that and see the evolution. I think we had really... Um, I personally had never really played with other musicians before, um, before I had met Andy, so I think that was a huge thing for me, was um, playing with somebody who really understood arrangements in a certain way, and also at the time you were playing a lot of bass with mm-hmm. our project, so I had never played with a bass player, and having that rhythmic element brought to my songs was a huge game changer for me at the time, because I 
didn't really know anything about Groove. And now, uh, kind of over the last seven years that we've known each other, um, it's been really cool to see that evolution of where we are now. I think, actually... I think one of the biggest things, though, just like sort of talking nebulously about it, one of the biggest things, though, is that when we started playing, we were very much like writing songs and like here's the thing we wrote, now we're gonna take this thing and develop it because we wrote this thing in the first place. You know, like, like I made this thing so I need to finish this thing versus mm -hmm. where we've been, how we've sort of been operating as artists is much more just like flowing with, with what ideas show up at a time. And mm -hmm. so, so having it less be about preconceived things and sort of what you're getting at with like how we were in the studio and we're able to build it up in this way is that is that it allowed us to discover things within ourselves and within the folks we worked with and, and everyone coming together that wouldn't have otherwise emerged had we made it in a documentary sort of way. Like yeah. in a way where you know where you have the thing and you go, okay, this is the thing we're gonna go play now and we're gonna go record the thing. So like this is much more like building a painting. And so it's, it's been interesting because I feel like what's been fascinating to me in the evolution of our sound over the past couple records is that we're doing less and less to define it. It's showing up. And that's what's been so fascinating about this process for me is that we've been able really to, to just go, just to open ourselves up and see what shows up as opposed to going in with preconceived ideas of what the finished product should sound like. Yeah, and I guess piggybacking off that, a huge thing has been the people that we've worked with over the last several years. Um, we really developed, like, I mean, these guys are all fantastic. We've also worked a lot with uh, Josh Hurst, who's also in Fat Bradley, and Ian Haas. We're going to go into names. I would just like to say this is Darby Wolf on synthesizer, yes. Ted Sullivan on drum kit, and Nate Monshine on bass, and they are fantastic. Yeah, and Ted actually is the person who did 99% of the drums on the album and developed the songs in a really huge way with us and just was a huge sport with a putting up with sport. us for several yeah. years now. Um, but that has been a huge thing for us because bringing in players who have their own particular musical backgrounds, like for instance, uh, playing with Josh Hurst from Fat Bradley, he, uh, he plays bass with us sometimes. Sometimes Nate plays drums with us. It's kind of an ever-evolving cast of what people are doing. But, but Josh comes from such a funk background and having that brought into the music made a huge difference and really influenced me as a player. And also we've done a lot more of, you know, doing improvised, I guess, jam sessions, for lack of a better term, with, with the band at rehearsals, which is also, I think, made us both better musicians in a lot of ways. Um, and just getting different people's opinions over the years about stuff. But yeah, really with this last album, it, a huge difference from previous work was that we said, hey, let's let's not be done with this until we really feel like we're done. Let's not put any time pressure on ourselves. Um, we actually ended up having to move in the middle of recording it, which we had to put a pin on it for a while because we... We used to have a recording studio in our house. Now it's now it's like a production. Studio yeah, we can't play drums anymore. Um, but <laughs> studio in the house, suite in the apartment. It was a uh, it was an interesting change. I actually think it worked out for the better. But it also allowed us to say, hey, you know, let's take a month off from working on the album, That's do great. some other stuff, and then come back to it. Yeah. That's a luxury that I wish for every artist to be able to put your art down for a month and then come back to it. Really? Yes, then you get sick of stuff so easily. Well, and like I, I know that's not always a luxury, and I hope, I hope everyone gets a chance to do that yeah. sometimes. It's so cool to be able to like come back at something with a fresh head. Yeah, I'm definitely very grateful that, um, I mean, when I first met Andy, I was kind of shocked because there was just like a recording studio in your house, which uh, originally your parents had built there, but you knew how to use it. And um, 
just being able to work so much in the studio primarily for the last seven years, um, definitely a huge privilege, um, but also been really cool because I feel like we've gotten the chance to be patient with ourselves and develop our sound in this huge way that we would not have otherwise been able to have the chance to do. It's pretty cool to see that you develop this connection that you don't need to work out what you're going to create. You already mm -hmm. know it, you feel it, and you just let that energy flow. And seeing that you are able to expand this setup and now have the collaboration with different musicians and seeing you today perform as a full band, five members, listening that connection happening as well. I think this is the beauty of being creators, the beauty of connecting through music and make it contagious. Mm -hmm. So that way, talents find each other, knowing the talent that are in each one of you guys. This is a perfect blending. This is a perfect combination. So fresh and so current. Thank you. It's been interesting trying to find that current sound. Uh, we we used to sound a lot more 70s, and I think it's been a fun challenge for us to uh, work in more modern production, work in more modern sounds, like with synths. I, I had never really played synths until the last couple years, and now they're my favorite thing ever. It's just been really fun to get to develop that. This is a live session where we are enjoying of good conversation and at the same time, listening and seeing how the simplicity of the energy that brings together people to share and express through sounds and music makes this possible. How do you guys feel as a whole group being able to share this new release phase and all the plans because you have a busy agenda right now? Do. Um, well, personally, I could say it feels really great. What do you guys <laughs> feel like? I think it's awesome. Cool. Being somebody that's been personally involved kind of through the whole thing, it's, you know, guys are great songwriters so it's it's cool to hear how they've developed you know what it take like a couple yeah years. a couple years yeah so i've you know at one point i was just like tracking drum parts and you know be like to a metronome and be like do this try try this out for a little bit okay you know so <laughs> it's cool to, it's cool to hear how they you know I've li I'll listen back to the record, but oh yeah, I remember recording that. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't either. Yeah, we, we did like, not yeah, either. I mean, I mean, that's the secret. I mean, it's like they said, it's been kind of different for them. I've never really had that sort of experience. I, most of the time, when I go into the studio, you know, I'm not, I'm not somebody that's in the studio constantly. You know, but the. the the number of times I've been in there, it's, it's usually like completed stuff, and you're going in there and you, you know you've listened you've listened to demos or scratch tracks and you're going in there and you're you're playing parts with people, you know, or you're playing with a metronome, already knowing what the structure is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, this has been more of like, a, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, like kind of like a cut and paste type thing sometimes mm -hmm. or. Or like just um, that one song with the two snare drums. Yeah, well, yeah. There's, there's that, you know, there's that type of thing. But then there's also, you know, you know, our, you know, there's numerous takes of different sections. Yeah, yeah. And you can they, assembly they, later. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. The hard thing actually really was um, 
figuring out how to do all this stuff live. Some of it we had pretty early on figured. Um, some of the songs from the album, um, like a song called Feel It, a song called March Ascending, we had done those already live. And Ultraviolet, the first song we played today, actually was um, a much older song of Andy's. So less less difficult to figure out how those were going to translate. But some of the songs that were slightly more like experimental on the album, we really had no idea how we were going to pull it off. We had an album release show back in May, so we had to we basically had a deadline in which to figure out this stuff, and really ca- actually all came together when all of us got together. This was yeah. the crew for the album release show, and it's really been a game changer actually having Darby on second keyboard parts because for me, um, especially with in the studio adding all the synths parts, it can be a lot for me to multitask in terms of playing you know, Wurlitzer, Rose, uh, playing synth and guitar and singing and trying to be a front person. So it's been, you know, it's been very helpful. (laughs) And then it's recently, more recently, bringing Nate in, um, which was for the album release show, but then we just decided to kind of keep asking him to come back and he wanted to come back. And it's been really cool to see, um, because we have some more similar influences in terms of music we listen to. And and Nate and I play in another band together. So it, it was cool to have kind of all of this come together in this way for the live performance and feeling really good about it. So you went there, the music that you listened to. Yes. <laughs> so let's let's get to know a little bit about those influences of each one of you because I'm pretty sure those different convergences of artists and musicians and creators of awesome music are also the reason for this beautiful blending of sounds and rhythms and riffs and soulful patterns that are so unique. I love that you are utilizing synthesizers, but without going to the already overused way of technology Mm -hmm. on just loops and patterns and samples and slicing sounds, you are playing with it, you are performing with it. So it has the technological, but at the same time, the organic sense of Mm -hmm. making music. So, yeah, who are your influences? Well, I will say first and foremost, the Beatles, because I grew up listening to them mostly. My dad loves them, so that was a huge influence. Wait, if we're going to go chronologically, we could throw John Coltrane on there. Yeah, for sure. Like, like, the opposite end of the spectrum. I mean, we love, we love a lot of jazz ranging. I mean, I, I studied music in college, so I got the chance to learn a lot about jazz history and get exposed to a lot of different repertoire and artists that way. Um, I basically grew up on like 60s R&B and soul and punk rock. Um, (laughs) And I actually, I come from a lot of, um, when I was a kid, I loved like pop music, but when I was kind of in high school, college, I started listening mostly to like indie rock. So probably my biggest modern influence is Bon Iver um, or any of Justin Verdon's projects, really. I've been a huge fan since I first discovered them over 10 years ago and I've seen them we're actually going to go see them this fall which I'm super excited about um I also used to you know some huge other influences for me that don't necessarily play into this but like I love the band Fleet Foxes that was kind of more in the vein of what I was doing when I first met Andy and I guess like yeah Andy was doing a lot of punk and then I said we sounded like five different bands. We really did. Um, and some other more like influential people recently have been um, definitely Erica Badu. We love her. Uh, Robert Glasper. We've recently cannot stop listening to Janelle Monae. Yep. I'm just obsessed with her. 
Who else do we listen? Yeah, listen so to many a lot people. Of John Vanderslice. You guys know John Vanderslice? That's been some cool stuff. Yeah, I've been I've been so hooked on his new record. Um, I love um, Grizzly Bear. Unknown Mortal Orchestra. Those guys are great. I mean, uh, it's it's been interesting because a lot of classic music. A lot, a lot of, of soul music. Soul music. Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Then like really seventies, <laughs> really really seventies stuff like Cortex and other weird weirdo uh, fusion from that time. I definitely mean going back in time again. Pink Floyd, yeah. for me. Um, Listening to a lot of Elise Regina lately. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so actually I had a, a very influential teacher when I went to Hunter College named Ryan Keberly, and he has an incredible group called Catharsis, and um, he's actually a jazz trombonist, but he's very inspired by Brazilian music and has worked with a lot of Brazilian artists, so a lot of his music tends to reflect that style, and he's been a huge influence on us um, as artists, I would say, for sure. And I guess by proxy, it's interesting, because any of the people we take as influences by proxy anything that they're influenced by um oh we end we love alabama shakes those yeah, guys are fantastic too yeah. it's it's tough to name like a few because there's so many and in fact a lot of my influences have been um local projects actually um the other band that i play in which is actually nate's Project Old Flame. Um, I was already a huge fan of them before I joined the band, um, and they were a huge influence for me. It's a lot. I love going out to hear music where I, I haven't heard of the artist before, too, and just feeling really inspired. Um, my friend Kara Wolf, Darby's wife, her band Eavesdrop has been a huge influence on me. In fact, um, one of the songs in the album, Carry the Moon, was inspired by I went to go see Eavesdrop play at the Iron Horse, and I was there to see them and the band that was playing after them who was actually headlining, but I was like so inspired by Eavesdrop's set that I had to like leave in the middle of the other band so I could go home and play some music. But when I got home, I realized I didn't have any songs that I wanted to play. So I was like, okay, I just have to write one now. <laughs> so that's kind of where that came from. And they're very, um, they're very talented with their harmony arrangements in particular. So that was really, really inspiring for me in terms of the song Carry the Moon, which I wanted really to be like a harmony-based song. So, yeah, that's uh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot, a of, lot of influences. Stuff. I could keep going. That gets me thinking. By listening to these connections, Eavesdrop, they have been already in Radio Plasma before. Oh, Not cool. in this space, though. You're welcome to come back anytime. Thinking about how these connections is some somehow a feedback of what each project is doing influences the other and creates this ripple effect that it just makes you so connected that you keep influencing each other and i think this is something really important and beautiful to stand out because the local musical scene here in the pioneer valley is so talented is so strong mm -hmm. and it's making such amazing music mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so much good stuff happening right now, and it feels like all of these amazing bands are also all coming out with their own albums, which is like really this big, cool. This big like macro cycle that everyone's on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've just been noticing that because like we actually ended up syncing up our album release with Old Flames album release, um, which I wasn't involved with the making of, but they did an incredible job with their album, and um, I know like. Lexi Weege, another amazing local musician, another album, another band we love, Karine, 
coming out with an album. The Greys, another band we love, working on an album. All of yeah. these local bands at, that we've been so influenced by are all doing really cool stuff right now. And I think that's been actually really important thing for us when we moved here from New York. Um, not that we didn't love it out there, um, and we still, you know, still love going back and playing in New York, but a big thing for us, um, a big thing for us was moving to this area. Um, we had been up here a couple times to play, but Andy, Andy's mom lived up here, so we had we had been visiting quite a lot. And um, aside from just loving how friendly everybody was, we also really got a good sense of the supportive community around music. Uh, we went to an open mic at the Black Sheep Cafe in Amherst, and normally we don't go to open mics, but this was such a positive experience for us. It felt like people were so receptive. There were just people there who were not even playing. They were just there to hear music. And that was such a cool thing to see. And since I've moved up here, I've only seen more of that where there's communities based around this music. Um, there's a lot of folks really supporting each other. Yeah. And like actively like going the extra mile to show up and support each other. For sure. And that's um, really beautiful. That was, that so was the appreciated. thing that you're getting at the, at the time in Emerson was just like, yeah. Just like, just in contrast from, not even contrast to anything. It's just it's wonderful to be in a place where everyone supports each other. Yeah, and actually, I, another thing was the musicians here in particular being so supportive. Um, we had actually met our friend Josh from Fat Bradley um, a year before we moved up here at a show, and he. That's how we met you guys. That's how right? we met you guys. Josh brought Crushmore into our studio. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Fat Bradley, we very quickly became friends with those guys. We did a, a recording session with them for their EP, um, became close friends with them through that. Um, and just kind of through the ripple effect of that, we were introduced to all, all these amazing musicians in the area who just totally welcomed us with open arms as soon as we were here. And that was really cool to experience for sure. I hope this generates possibly the idea of doing a lot of cross-collaboration. It would be awesome yeah. to listen to some songs being performed in a mixed performance. It would be so cool to listen to Dada together, blended with Old Flame and blended with... I mean, in a sense, this drop. band is that. <laughs> it is. But imagine having a jam with all yeah. members together. Oh, man. Yes. Very cool. Um, it would be fun to get everybody in a room together yeah. at some point. But yeah, it's been it's been fun to to experience that kind of there has been a lot of cross cross collaboration in the sense of um we basically found bands where we really liked the musicians and then we were like, "Hey, do you want to come play with us?" <laughs> and that's how we found these guys. And basically, actually, when we first met Darby and Ted, they were in a recording session at our house with Josh, and, and Andy turns to me and was just like, I, wa I want these guys to be our band. Yeah. <laughs> so For real. we made it happen. So what are the plans? You have the, the album out. It's yes. already uh, available mm -hmm. pretty it much is, everywhere. It's on all streaming services, You know, Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp. We also have vinyl available which you can get um, through our Bandcamp or our website, which is sodadamusic.com. And then moving forward, actually, Andy and I, um, we have a little bit of a break. We're going to be developing some new songs. Yeah, we're pretty much right back into work. <laughs> and um, in the fall, you know, we have some, some other plans lined up. But in the fall, uh, a big thing we're doing is the Rubble Bucket's Dream Picnic, which is going to be right here at Gateway City Arts. And we're really, really stoked to be playing at that. Perfect. So, guys, thank you so much for sharing this moment sharing your music congratulations Thank on you. on releasing this new album and just confirming the talent that makes Soldada 
being such a fresh and amazing band to listen to. Wishing you the best of successes on your tour. You're always yeah. welcome to come back. Keep in mind that idea of jamming together. Absolutely. It will be awesome <laughs> to have all of you here. For sure. Thank you so much for having us. This Thank has been so really lovely. Um, so I guess with that, we'll do our last song. Yeah, do one more song. Plug in. Um, this next one is called Lit Up. And a uh, little backstory for this one. This one was inspired by when I almost got struck by lightning when I was hiking on Mount Tom one day by myself. And then I had a really weird dream that night. I didn't know that that's what that song was Yeah, it was really terrifying. It struck like 30 feet away from me. And just saying... Apple, you need to work on your weather app because it told me it was clear skies. If only someone could predict the weather. (laughs) (laughs) We need a weatherman in here. All right. right.
This is our session with Saudara here on Radio Plasma. All information for their music and tours, you can check out saudaramusic.com and all this information also is available in the posting of this episode on radioplasma.com. With this, we conclude our session that has been recorded at the New England Media Lab Studio inside Gateway City Arts in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Scenery, Lights and Videography is in charge of Luis Salazar. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>